0: Hello, everyone! I'm coming at you from the Hot Mess Teacher Express. Choo-choo! <laughs> we have an amazing episode this week. We're looking at supplies in the classroom, teachers' Amazon wish lists, especially those influencers. We're also doing grind our gears, and we're looking at teachers that have other additional duties. It's an amazing episode, and we hope you tune in. <laughs>
1: I am your conductor on the Hot Mess Teacher Express, Jess Smith, and with me as always is...
0: Her co-conductor, Mr. Thomas English, aka Vinnie Thomas, aka I'm sat here right now, so I don't know what else to say.
1: (laughs) Wow, thank you. I know, that was very
0: mesmerizing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just amazing to watch someone at work... Like do their thing, just razzle dazzle. I know, just the spark was there. I'm absolutely shimmering. We have a very great episode
0: for you today. And we are so happy that you're here with us on this journey. We are going to start with our first section of the Hot Mess Teacher Express. We are doing hot takes. This is the part of the podcast where we go over a topic that we see either trending, anything that people are like debating, usually on like a Reddit, maybe on like TikTok, on any social media. And we just discuss it, you know because that's what a podcast does. We just talk, basically. Our hot take for today is teacher influencers who share their classroom wish lists.
1: I don't think it's a good idea to ask your followers for for things when you can probably get them yourself. I just... Yeah, it's a... It's not. There's so many other teachers struggling. Yeah. And I, I think it's a little tone deaf. I
0: kind of have like two viewpoints of this. I think it depends on the context and the situation. I feel like, you know, if you're a teacher that's at school and say, for instance, there is saying that you desperately need for your class, you don't have the resources to it. And that's your way of trying to get word out to mm-hmm. get donations. I think I understand that side of the coin you know if you're someone that doesn't have like that large of a following and you're just like like my students need these things and it's literally you asking for help for it right i understand that perspective but i think the side that like irks me and i feel like irks you as well is when it's like you've got someone with like hundreds of thousands millions of followers doing the same thing and it's like you know you're 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 going to end up getting more than you need. Right. And, you know, there are a lot of other teachers out there that could do that. It's like, I feel like that's where it's kind of like, if you do have that large platform mm-hmm. and you're using it in that way, it's yeah. like, you know, you could also use it where rather than it just being for you, it could be for your school as a whole. Yeah. Or, you know, it could be that you, like I've seen quite a lot of teachers do this as well, where they share other teachers' wish lists. Yes.
1: Yes. I absolutely love that. Absolutely, like, and yeah, I, I think feel like I think that's how platforms should be used: is by helping the teachers that really absolutely need it. And also, like there are programs out there, like Donors Choose, mm-hmm. and I know Donors Choose is kind of is kind of a hot topic in itself because some schools aren't allowed to use it. I don't know why, though. I'd- yeah,
0: I I also just find it so. Like, and this is where I kind of, and we're going to discuss this later on, but it's like how like funding and like equipment and all of this stuff works, especially here in like the US, because it's like, you know, you have elementary, middle, and high school. All three things require different levels of like resources and equipment mm-hmm. for each one. Yeah, And then on top of that, you then have like in high school, for example, if you have like five, six lessons, there are certain classes where you need more things. Like if you're in right. maths. And you need this really high elite calculator that costs, like, an obscene amount of money. Yeah. And if you don't have this calculator, you can't do the work. You have to get that. But then it's also like, okay, so then we're putting that pressure on, like, parents to get that. But then surely if that's a mandatory thing, the school should... Provide it.
1: Absolutely. But
0: then, if the school provides it nine times out of 10, 85% of them may or may not work. <laughs> and then there's 15% that don't. And then you've got five people in every class being like, this doesn't work.
1: <laughs> Everyone and- <laughs> huddled together around one calculator, please.
0: Or, well, you know, they get like those Chromebooks that are so prehistoric, they can't even like load
1: the time and I- day. <laughs> I cannot. I can't. Just saying the word Chromebook like literally makes me cringe because I think about those first Chromebooks that came to the school. <laughs> they're
0: so crusty. I'm like, I have never met anyone in my life that is not either a student or working that has ever gone out of their way to purchase a Chromebook for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's for a good reason. If you see someone with a Chromebook, you're like, "Oh, did your school oh. give you that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Or, laughs> is that a business?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah. I would never choose this." <laughs> So it's like, why would you be like, oh, this is the one
1: we need? If I saw an Amazon wishlist full of Chromebooks, then you know what? I might help out because that is a really sad thing. But I, I think it's I think it's this thing of just like understanding what your what your platform and the like not to go all, you know, Uncle Ben from Spider-Man, but like it's, you know, with great power comes great responsibility And you need to remember that it's your responsibility to, you know, make sure that your audience and the people that support you, it's a two-way street. And not to mention, it's also like, (laughs) sometimes you look at them,
0: and I don't know if this is just me, I'm nosy, but um, in my core, (laughs) (laughs) very nosy. And when I see like a big teacher influencer post a wish list for their classroom, I'm looking through and I'm like, what here is obscene? And I'm like, do you really need the latest cricket with all these attachments? You know, you're spending like $500 here. Oh, but you know, they just really love the laminate. And I'm like, do you really need that in your
1: class? You're like, you're like the Grinch coming down and... (laughs)
0: And they're like, oh, I need this elite, like, you know, I need these snacks. I can't get Walmart, like, smart value. I need to get the absolute brand name. And this is the bulk 1,000 variety that costs 250 bucks. And, you know, my kids just need this right now.
1: (laughs) I I mean, like, I do that normally. Like, when my friends get engaged or, like, a random stranger acquaintance that I happen to be friends with on Facebook and they get engaged... What do you think I'm doing right away? I'm going to right to that registry, see what they put on that list because <laughs> sometimes it is very interesting. <laughs> Have you seen the the teacher influencers who put their wedding registries on their stories? No. <laughs> like I came across this the <laughs> other day. I was like this this person shared their wedding registry with their like 50,000 followers and I was like I don't think that's okay yeah I- <laughs> yeah I think like as that's th- that's a no. as
0: someone that like does social media like full-time I feel like I'm always on the mindset of on social media and I know this isn't valid for everyone because different like territories and stuff like in some countries certain monetizations available sometimes it isn't and then all of these things are in like beta programs here, some stuff right. new. Some, and yeah. then sometimes they just take ages to give you monetization. But I'm like, as someone that's like been able to like monetize my content, it's like, I see things like subscriptions or like people saying, oh, can you go fund me so that I can do this or do that? Yeah. And I'm kind of like, you know, as someone that like had a, f- like had nothing, had yeah. no following, no contacts, anything. I like built my own platform for myself, monetize that. And to me, It's just in my core that I would never want to ask my followers for money because I'm like, I'm able to monetize it. All I want is for you to support me by watching my stuff. That's it. I don't want you to have to pay for a subscription so that I upload a random video of me saying, hey, everyone, this is my random video this Tuesday. So you've got exclusive content. Right. It's like,
1: what's your intent with your platform? Is it to exploit people and how they support you? Or is it to make people happy or support other people? I think I think it's just, you have to look at where your intentions are. It goes to that thing of like, as a society, I feel like we're getting so like
0: technology, like involved yeah. all the time. That it's like, I always look at it as if there was something that I was not comfortable doing in person, I don't do it online. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like I wouldn't be going around yep. street being like, can you just... <laughs> Can you give me this, please? Here's my Go, birthday like... wish list. Want to,
1: like, get me something? Yeah, no, absolutely Like, agree. going
0: to, yeah. like, Target and being like, can you please buy me these most expensive Expo, Mark? <laughs> like, not the Expo. Expo, like, is not my jam. Can you give me I this really one? I really
1: need the neon colors, <laughs> please. Yeah. I
0: need a assortment of 500 different flare pens. I
1: mean, I'm not going to lie. Those flare pens are expensive and they're so beautiful.
0: I think it's it's like a lot of things where I think it is definitely depending on context and what it's for. Yeah. And that's where I've also seen issues where, you know, you have different, like, teacher influences that blow up. They share their classroom wish list, they get all these stuff donated to their class. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> they quit mid-year or right. something happens where they're like, oh, I've had to like leave. And then like a lot of people like are like mom slater being like, what happened to all that stuff that we just paid and donated to your class? Yeah. And it's also that I feel like it, it puts you in a situation where I'm very much like, if it's something I could come back and like bite me on the butt, I do not want any part of it. And that's yeah. why I'm just like because, yeah, you have – as soon as you're asking for people, you're opening up a new level of, like, emotional connection where it's, like, someone feels like you owe something to right. them
1: because they've given you something. Right. And that's where it's, like – Pandora's box. Yeah. A y- dangerous Pandora's box. As soon as you
0: open that, that that's when <laughs> – because that's when what happens if you do that and if you are, like, a content creator or a teacher influencer yeah. and then suddenly you're getting people saying, oh, I donated this. Can you make a video of you using that – and then you're like, oh, but I don't want to do that. But then they're like, but I, I supplied that. And I thought because I support you online that you're then going to like return it by doing that. And then, yeah, it just opens this whole like new realm yeah, to the now. relationship where it's kind of like that parasocial aspect of it. I would personally rather not. Yeah. But I feel I like definitely if you are someone that does require that like i don't see the issue with it but it's when people like do it
1: to the point of exploitation yes that i'm like no do what you need to do for your classroom but also make sure that you're using it to help other people too so now we're going to go into our next segment it is hot or not hot hot or not hot huh? oh, no. oh
0: oh, no. Look, at oh look, at, awesome.
1: look at you look at you little uh, choir
0: in the background <laughs>
1: First topic for Hot or Not is teacher discounts.
0: Do they exist? I feel like some places do, but they're not very widely publicized. Yeah. And I think, um, like, I've noticing this a lot where it's kind of like they exist, but you have to kind of ask for them. And then a lot of the time, like, you have to jump through hoops to actually get them as well. Yes. And there's, like, things that, like... I feel like some people are aware of some aren't like I know like when you apply for things like even like mortgages and stuff like that like there are like people that do like educator discounts and stuff like that when it comes to like <gasps> wait what you didn't know this no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like there are I know there's like certain things and this is why like I think like the housing market especially in America makes no sense nothing in America makes sense to me let's be real <laughs> You poor little British man. But there are things where when you're, like, getting a house, where if you're in a certain profession, that's seen as, like kind of like i don't know like a community profession yeah you can get certain discounts yeah so like if you're working like as a teacher that's something where like a community wants teachers so you're more likely to get like a discounted rate or oh. something like thrown into like the package of your house okay yeah my father-in-law's a mortgage broker so he's told us this but oh if, you've
1: got if, the <laughs> yeah okay okay if, if
0: i didn't have him i would not know any of this like yeah. any of the rates discounts how you can like get your mortgage rate down how yeah. you can like help with closing costs, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I know like, in and again, this is like a state-by-state basis as well because no state is the same, which is a state in itself. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I know that you can get certain things like that. I know um, even in Arizona, there's like different... Um, counties also have it like if you go to tucson there's like a tucson values teachers where you can apply for it and it gives you like all of the like local businesses where you can use it but yeah i feel like it's not as widely publicized and it's kind of like do you need to look
1: by state by state county by county I think like the most uh, like and it's and it's weird that it's local businesses that are doing it like small businesses that are doing Mm -hmm. it who probably can't really afford to do it but these big businesses that probably could I know Michael's does one Mm -hmm. um, and I know that on teacher appreciation day Chipotle gives you a free burrito that's (laughs) i stunning. Stunning. <laughs> stunning. I know, like I mean, I lived for the free burrito because my husband's a teacher too, so we got two. Two Free burritos. That's great. It's great. I think my favorite is, I
0: think there's like a week every year where it's back to school where Target does like a teacher discount. Yes! Discuss,
1: and it's they like, started doing that. And
0: it's like for the shortest period of time, tar- and it's like they'll give you a, a notification, like a month or two months in advance, then you have to apply for it and then you're like, completely forget the window where it exists. Yep. And you're just like,
1: oh my gosh, I missed teacher <laughs> like yeah, you're like are like You're like knee deep in just trying to get your school or get your classroom back together. And it's, <laughs> you're like, I forgot to go to Target. I
0: think like you brushed on it with the community thing where smaller businesses that do it. I feel like that just speaks about education and how, you know, society values teachers. The fact that like in the smaller communities where people see the value of a teacher within the smaller community, people understand like, you know, teachers aren't getting fairly compensated for all all they do and we want to help them out. And it's like businesses that are like, we want to help them out with supplies. We want to help them out with this. And I think it's just such a shame that it is like, you know, it's those small businesses that do it. It's not these big conglomerates. And it's like, to me, I look at it, those big conglomerates are a representation of the country as a whole. Right. Where and it come, priorities. Yeah, yeah. It comes down to that thing of, oh yeah, well, you're expected to go there and do all these things right. in order to be a teacher. And we're also not going to fairly compensate you for it. Right. And yeah, I definitely feel like teacher discounts. I feel like anything that anyone can do in any way, shape or form just to help teachers feel valued. And especially I know you get this argument of like, oh, well, you need to teach because it's a calling and you shouldn't be doing it for the money. But it's also a job, you know, and you need to be able to survive and live and teachers work best when they're able to focus on being a teacher, and it's harder to do that when you have to get additional jobs or be worried about how you're going to pay your bills because right. being a teacher is not being able to fulfill that. And I right. think that's something when as a When the paycheck
1: whole. doesn't adequately go up to what they're actually sacrificing, it's... it's- just give us a little discount,
0: and yeah, and it it goes with that thing of like you get what you pay for. If you're going to underpay teachers, don't expect them to go above and beyond, right? And I think that's something that society's seeing as a whole yeah. that a lot of teachers are starting to see and be like, you don't value me, you don't pay me enough, I'll find something else. And then we're seeing this mass exodus, and people are like scratching their heads, being like, why have we got, not got anyone that wants to teach? And I'm right. like, well, I think the math is very clear why. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, it was this is so funny because Devin on his podcast, Crying in My Car, he talked about this um this teaching district in Oregon who raised the salary, I think, from like thirty eight thousand to sixty thousand for teachers. And like that's just like crazy to me. And he he explained he was like, I think they're gonna be getting higher qualified teachers that want to be there, making then their community so much better because they have these highly qualified teachers who want to do their job because they're being compensated for it. And I. it's so easy to try to fix. And I know it's money, it's money, it's taxes. And I understand that. But like, where are people's priorities here? Like, this is definitely something that we could like discuss in yeah. more detail <laughs> as well. But in England, like how it works
0: is it's on a waiting. If you are in a certain area, every teacher in that area is getting paid the same base amount. Mm -hmm. So it's not like here in America where you can have two school districts that border on each other and you can literally be a teacher working 10 minutes from another school and both teachers are getting paid completely different base amounts because each district has a different base amount. In England, it's based on the area as a whole. And it's like, if you're out of London versus in London in England, you get paid accordingly because you're getting a city rate versus a rural rate. Okay. Whereas here, it's like, it's all... Like politics so about different. the districts, and then it's like you do have it where you have a district where everyone knows this district pays more. People are more likely to come straight out of college or be looking for a job and go for the job that's going to pay you five, ten grand more for doing the exact same job right. five minutes down the road. Right.
1: And I also like I I liked working in a smaller in a smaller community because a lot of times those communities value what their children like are offered at a school and they want they want their children to be poured into so they're willing to to pay a little bit more on taxes like 30 cents a month more on taxes but yeah the next one is staff potlucks i hate eating other people's food from home oh really it's a not i have gotten food poisoning from staff potlucks no There's no reason for me, this could turn into a grind my gears really quick. There's no reason for me to be eating your cold beef and cheese casserole. Oh, yeah. And think like, oh, it's amazing. And staff potlucks are usually this thing where, um, oh, we're doing a staff potluck today. You're welcome. You're also bringing in the food. Yeah. And do you think that I want to be sitting home at nine o'clock at night making a casserole for a staff potluck <laughs> it's also that I was forced <laughs> to participate in. It's also death
0: by a crock pot though, isn't it? Yes! Like every single person brings in this crusty old crock pot that looks like it needs to have like a check or something. It does <laughs> like, not look environmentally healthy. Someone needs
1: healthy. to revive <laughs> this
0: crock pot. And then you just get the waft of like different like <laughs> <What>? <laughs> flavors of beef in the air and you're like trying to teach and you're like, oh, <laughs> there's Doris with her beef casserole that her grandma made back in 1925.
1: And like, again, some people love staff potlucks. Like there are people that would come down the hallway, like plates full. They would like pop in my room before my lunch and be like, oh man, make sure you go check the staff room. Woohoo! And I'm like. I would rather eat. <laughs> the, I would rather eat the expired Fritos in my desk than go down to that staff room. I have to mingle with people? No, it's a no, it's a not. And it's also the logic of like cost and effect because
0: it's like, I get that they're like, oh, well, we don't want to ask people to bring in money. But then how
1: much, the time, the effort. I will gladly pay you $10 if I do not have to bring in a casserole or eat yours, Carol.
0: I mean, Maureen next door blatantly spent $25 (laughs) at Costco on that freaking beef skillet
1: that tasted like crap. She got prime fish. To put it in a casserole, like no. I would rather
0: be like right. Everyone's going to chip in five dollars, and we're <laughs> going to get a platter from Jimmy John's, and that's <laughs> it. We don't. <laughs> no one has to cook anything. It's coming in, yes. and we're moving on with our lives. Why is this like a reward? Like staff potluck? <laughs> We're no. going to make you eat everyone's crusty old food that tastes yeah. like foot, <laughs> and then we're going to make you sit down and kumbaya it, speaking to a bunch of people you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and then you have the people coming in, oh, like, did you try my, like, blah, blah, blah? And I was like, mm-hmm. Like, mm, it was delicious. It was yeah. awful.
0: Okay, then, so moving on, back to another section that is also equally as passionate. We are on our British versus American school section. And um, this is the part where we compare the British versus the American education system. And every now and then, America wins. It's very rare, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we won what counts, though. <laughs> Did you, though?
0: <laughs> so today's British versus American school is school funding, particularly for, like, supplies, stuff like that. We brushed on this earlier in the whole Yeah.
1: So, in America, I, and again, I feel like it's just, like, different for every school and how they handle and it, state. and, like, department, and I know that some department, like you talked about earlier, some departments get more because it's, like, math or science, and those require a little bit more money, um, but from my experience as an elementary teacher, Like, I would put together a budget, like, of things that I needed, Mm -hmm. almost, and I would submit that the year before, so that it could go to the school board to be approved to buy those things. Um, That was, like, basic supplies, though. Yeah. And, like, construction paper, pencils, glue sticks. And I will tell you this, as my first two years, I had no idea that you could do that. Oh really? Like so you just I get was it all yourself. Buying oh. them myself. I because I'm nice and I don't like to make waves, so I didn't ask anybody. I <laughs>
0: feel like this comes into load, like, just like the preparation of being a teacher in the US. No, absolutely. It's like they tell you, like, you go to so many BS trainings about all this stuff, and it's always like, you know, oh, behavior management, it's like Behavior management is not getting told what to do by a teacher to an imaginary child. Behaviour management is learning on the job and just failing right. and trying to right. figure out. Figuring what works out for who you are in the classroom. Yeah. Whereas things like, you know, taking attendance, putting notes into system, like how to effectively like use the like system that's in place at the school for disciplining your yeah. students and the hierarchy and all that. Yeah. And then things like supplies, like and how you're like inputting grades, all of that stuff does not get yeah. tall. that. you're like, okay, it's day two. I have no supplies. I don't know what to do. Yeah, No one's helping me. This right. is
1: great. Yeah, <laughs> that was my thing too. Like I was, so when I found out that I could do that, I was putting in like the basics because I didn't, again, like I didn't want to make waves. I didn't want to make anyone upset. And then my, my principal came to me. She was like, is this really like all you need? for next year and I was like I mean I would ask for more books and she goes okay write it down and I'm like oh okay
0: and you're there like can I get a Uh, sense in the corner because these students are like you know my nostrils are flaring up like the smell is a bit much especially after recess
1: (laughs) especially after that staff potluck I just (laughs) I think it's it's school to school and I know that there are a lot of like teachers who get zero who don't mm-hmm. have do, do not have the privilege of of what i had of writing what you needed and getting that. I feel like in America, it's
0: very similar to, um, like I said before, a lot of it is political and it's all like politics. And, you know, I've seen it firsthand where you'll be in a school district and, you know, you have that school that's in as the school in the district where everyone wants to go, you know, that's the athlete school. Like if if your kid plays sports, which in America is like sports, like that is the main thing, you know, the gpa don't worry about it they're playing softball on the field right now um <laughs> it's very much so like oh yeah wow we want this school and we want to be here and like we want to be fully present in this school because you know my son's on the baseball team and they're placing 10th out of eleven. but you know woo go softball and then they're coming in and they're bringing in loads of stuff for the school and donating it because they're like we want to be part of this school because right. you know it has that spirit yeah versus like you know you have other schools in this district that are seen as like the school you don't want to go to because right. oh that's the school where you know they all foul there and they don't have a sports team there so do you really want to go to the school that doesn't even have a sports team yeah and it's very much that which i find just so surreal coming from like england where it's like you go to the school that's closest to your house <laughs> like no one cares <laughs> like you know i went to a school that had a bad reputation i was like i don't care still like graduate still got my like qualifications do i care like yeah whereas here there's so much like ownership on like i need this i need the nicest thing and i need to look this way and i need that medal of honor that i went to this school and you know we donated all this stuff to this school and i feel like that bleeds into the funding here as well that there are certain schools certain teachers that do have the privilege of oh i work in a school that has this amazing reputation yeah i work at a school that has a like a a parent teacher association that's actively involved actively donating going out getting stuff and then you also have the Like the even like smaller aspect of it of then you can be in a school and then it becomes a popularity contest of, you know, you have like teacher parent conferences where it's like, oh, I like my English teacher. Here's all of the stuff that my parents have brought for me to donate. And I'm just going to give it to you because I like you. And like, you know, screw the maths teacher. They don't deserve anything. comes like that as well. Wow. Where, <laughs> like, have you ever had that? No. Oh, well, I was high school, so it's different because yeah. you have like six different teachers. But it also became that thing where they're like, yeah, my mom gave me um, all of this stuff to give.
1: and I don't I- know that I've ever had parents donate to the classroom like that. Like it wasn't a normal thing.
0: I had that like randomly, like if we had like a teacher appreciation week or say there was like a donors week where they would be like, this is the week to donate, where it would literally be like, it's kind of like getting a sticker to say like, you're liked or not. And it becomes like a whole hierarchy. Oh my God. Do my students like me enough to give me stuff for my classroom? (laughs) Like, And yeah, I think it overcomplicates things and it becomes really messy. Yeah, And then it's like, I was in a school where we mainly use lab laptops like you know you would use paper pen for like writing but i was an english teacher so half the time the books would be on the laptop yeah half the time the assignment would be on the laptop it was very rare i needed much more resources so i was always like as long as your computer's charged i really couldn't care less right now um versus like and that's like the whole thing with america and like how they do it here yeah it's very i feel like it it doesn't make sense i get the whole concept of like we don't want to put people in boxes and say you need to do it this way but i feel like there are certain things that should be put in a box and done that way like things like clear cut funding this is what you get and clear expectation with that yeah so you know your baseline going into it so that you're not exploiting teachers and making them pay all this money for it and you're not getting like what you had where you're not even aware you have this budget and no one's coming to you because if it means saving them money they're not going to come to you and be like oh but wait a minute like didn't you know you had a $500 budget because that $500 is going to Dorian potluck instead (laughs) (laughs) No, the pilot. Versus in England, it is every school has a budget. That budget is this is set in stone. This is money from the government. We've been allotted. Each department has a certain allotment. So it's based on what that department needs. Yeah. And as a department, you come together and you say, we need this. Okay. So in England, because it is like, as far as I'm aware, it still is everything is handwritten there's not like laptops it hasn't like progressed that far in terms of like technology whereas here it's like different schools again some are more like on laptop only some are more still handwritten like sometimes schools have it where students can have the option of like being on laptop or being on paper um and i feel like it becomes like very hard to like actually compartmentalize and like have that expectation yeah versus yeah we would literally have it where if you're teaching like books in england because you have set texts that you do it's not like here where here's the list and the teacher can choose what one they want to do okay oh, it's like these are the six texts that everyone in high school is going to do at some point okay so the school has a whole set amount of these are we have 200 copies of this text because we need them because you're going to give these texts Probably out cost effective
1: yeah <laughs> you're going <laughs> to
0: give these texts out in this class take them back <laughs> You're going to count them, make sure you have them all and you have access to those texts because that is a mandated text that we are teaching. Right. Versus here, it's like, you can be teaching a text and if you want to get your own class set of them, that falls on the teacher and the school's like, we don't have enough money. Or maybe we have funding for one class set text, but then it's like you're teaching for an entire year and you need more than one text.
1: Or even like curriculum books too. Like maybe there's like a better curriculum book out there that's like... 50 bucks more a text than the one that is a little bit more cost effective but doesn't yeah. have really great information that you need you're probably going to get the text that doesn't have the information you need because it's cost effective and that's that's not where again the priorities yeah. like look at where your priorities are i think um british schools went on this one just
0: because <laughs> of the clear-cut expectation which i think is like a theme that we're noticing a lot and the in these. lack
1: of funding in American <laughs> schools, yes. Now we're going to move on to Grind My Gears. This is part of the show where we have 30 seconds to rant and rave about something that really, really annoys us. It could be anything from the classroom to the outside world, wherever. Uh, you are also welcome to join in this grinding of the gears and take 30 seconds to rant and rave about whatever you need to go. Your topic today is when influencers ask their followers for money.
0: If you're an influencer and you're asking your followers for money, I really think this is something what you need to reconsider. As soon as you open that door into asking your supporters for money, that's when you are now owing to them. As an influencer, as a content creator, there are multiple forms in which you can monetize. And, you know, at the same time, everything requires work. I wouldn't go into a job in an entry-level position and be like, right, I want the CEO salary. Everything needs development. You need to put time and effort into it. And just saying, you know, I want to do this, but I can't afford to. Can you please fund me to do it? People do not have the resources available, and you need to improve in order to be able to successfully provide for your followers what? What? and be Ow! an effective influencer. Off the tracks.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Okay, Jess, now we're on to your part of Grind My Gears. Oh, I've my seen. Favorite part? <laughs> they see me grinding, they hate it. <laughs> okay, Jess, your Grind My Gears is. When someone asks you something that they could easily Google.
1: I don't know why you think I would know what dogs are thinking about, or uh, I don't know, what is the temperature for pizza to rise? Like, you can Google it on your phone like a normal person, okay? I don't know all the answers to all of the things. You need to stop asking me questions, stupid questions that you can Google to make conversation. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't care to know the answer of what you're asking me and Google it. it it's not hard at all. Oh, all right. Now that we feel better, do you feel better? I, I feel better. I, feel bad. I am now going to round out this episode by celebrating underdogs of education. Okay? Okay, okay. you ready to <laughs> celebrate people? The underdogs of education that we are celebrating this week are the teachers who sign up for and do those extra duties or job positions like coaching, um, being a class, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Class advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, and clubs, all of the teachers that are running the clubs in schools so that students can participate in after school activities. This takes a lot of a lot of time and effort, and it, it doesn't it doesn't get appreciated a lot because the stipend that you usually get paid if there is a stipend is very, very small. Um, and to get like you were saying about sports earlier, it's, you know, if there's, if there is an emphasis on whatever program you're a part of in the school, like maybe you are getting the appreciation and the respect that you yeah. deserve. But a lot of times those roles are going unappreciated, underlooked, like, or not underlooked, overlooked. <laughs> but I, I, we see you. Thank you for doing what you're doing for your, the students in your classroom and those that aren't in your classroom um, you're making a huge impact on their lives. Uh, the amount of times that I've heard people say, oh, like the the teacher that ran my theater program or um, like really inspired me to pursue this or the teacher that ran our art club like told me that she believed in me and my ability. Like that's, that's power right there. And that's amazing. Yeah, and it's that same thing where it's like
0: teachers as a whole are so overworked for mm-hmm. everything that they are. And it's like, you know, when you have someone that goes out of their way to like be a mentor, they're like, oh, I'm going to help and assist with this program. Or, you know, I have knowledge in this field, so I want to help and support. It really is like... There are some roles that require, like, you know, they may get a stipend, but those roles are effectively part time, full time jobs on top of yeah.
1: all of the other Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where,
0: you know, you're like, oh, I'm just going to, like, take this extra duty. And you think, oh, it's just going to be, like, you know, an hour here. Hour <laughs> and it's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's like, I spent 20 hours doing that extra duty last week. And I think it really does, like, just show, like, how much, like, people that teach and take the time out of their, like, schedules to do that it shows that like one it shows how much they care but two it comes back to the thing of they deserve fair compensation they deserve all the recognition for it and I really do hope that um, especially seeing everything that is happening in education at the moment that is a thing on top of like teacher pay and looking at salaries and improving that I also think in line it needs to go into those extra additional duties as well or potentially even looking at the extra additional duties and being like can we make this an actual full-time job so right. someone can do this and do it effectively right and we're not making people do yeah, all of this extra already stuff burnt out, yeah because it's always that thing where it's always the best teachers yeah. are the ones that get made to do all of that right and by doing that and making them do all this stuff you're burning them out and then you're like oh why? why have all the passionate teachers yeah. lost their passion
1: <laughs> it's like, lost their sparkle
0: a flame can only burn for so long
1: <laughs> And on that note, we are ending today's episode. <laughs> Thank you, it like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today on the Hot Teacher Express. Please make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Mm, where else? I mean, oh anyone? Right? TikTok? Yes. Thank Any- you. Sorry. I always because I'm I'm the part of where I'm like oh TikTok. Not anyone would think you were in charge. The, 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 the children are so mean on TikTok. <laughs> I always forget it. <laughs>
0: okay thank you so much for listening today we hope you enjoyed this keep that fire burning and we'll see you later choo choo choo